Congress has been no less challenged by the pandemic than federal agencies. Proxy voting, online hearings, difficulties dealing with constituents. The chair and vice chair of the Select Committee on the Modernization of Congress have been on the case, though, exploring best practices, even thinking about best how to reopen federal offices. Joining me now, Washington Democrat Derek Kilmer. Mr. Kilmer, good to have you on. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And Georgia Republican Tom Graves, Representative Graves, good to have you on. Great to be back. Thanks for having us. And let's start with Congress itself. We've heard so many stories about should there be a quorum, should there not be a quorum, and the proxy voting. How would you rate the operation of the House, anyhow, during this really tough time for members and uh, and the staff? Representative Kilmer, why don't we start with you? I think there's a, a few different things at play. One, um, each member uh, in their districts is really active right now and has been through the course of this pandemic, in part uh, because there's a lot of holes in the dam. And I think most members of Congress uh, and their staffs are trying to use every finger and every toe to to plug those holes. Some of that is just doing um, really active casework with local businesses or, uh, you know, there's members of Congress, myself included, who've become you know, uh, procurement professionals when it comes to personal protective equipment and and, and testing capacity. So there's a a lot of active work happening in our districts. And some of it's also just making sure that as resources have been passed by Congress, things like the Paycheck Protection Program, obviously these tools in the toolbox are only helpful if your constituents know about them. So I think most members have been also really active in that regard. You know, and then Congress as a body Obviously, this is a really important time for both legislating to happen and for oversight to occur. And um, I would say that uh, it it probably varies by committee. Tom Graves and I are both on the Appropriations Committee, and both of us have been active on phone calls with administration officials and in regular discussions uh, through the appropriations process. I think you've seen other committees um, begin to have virtual hearings or virtual discussions you know, with an eye towards figuring out how do we keep moving the ball forward on behalf of the American people, even in the midst of a pandemic and social distancing and all of those limitations. And Representative Graves, how tied in are field office technologies with the main Washington technologies in the House and in the House office buildings? And what are some of the difficulties you think members are having on that end, especially at the local offices dealing with constituents and everything from flag requests to desires to be heard in person? Yeah, that's a great question. And, um, you know, this has been a remarkable 90 days of adjustment and, and adaptation, I would say, by, by all members uh, in, in, in different capacities and different offices and different districts, how to manage uh, some of the challenges that the chairman referenced. And, uh, you know, we've seen in the district offices that um, uh, every office has managed it a little bit different. Uh, you know, some have um, moved to uh, more of a total virtual element uh, or a hybrid of that where staff can come in, um, you know, one or two staff uh, per day and sort of rotate through that to maybe uh, oftentimes not any staff throughout the week are able to work remotely. Um, but that didn't come without some challenges in the beginning of, of connectivity back to uh, all the files and the data and the resources that uh, there would be normal access to through secure networks, let's say. And, uh, you know, so making sure there are enough 
uh, laptops available for staff to take uh, to their their own personal residence, but then also to be tied in securely back into the house network uh, was an early challenge that I think was overcome by most offices. But one unique um, challenge that we've noticed in a lot of the district offices is the inability to have Wi-Fi. Everything has to be directly connected Ethernet-wise yeah, and, uh, and not being able to have a uh, a, a Wi-Fi, so to speak, you know, that's that can be picked up on with a laptop or other. And so staff have been having to, you know, get a little creative with that. Do they use hotspots off their phones, their official phones or their personal phones or jump off a Wi-Fi somewhere else, and which creates other challenges. But I would say overall, um, everyone adjusted as, as well as they could and as quickly as they could. And, and, and I think have been able to meet the challenges that have faced everyone. We're speaking with Georgia Republican Tom Graves and Washington Democrat Derek Kilmer. They are the vice chair and chairman of the Select Committee on the Modernization of Congress. And let's talk about the sessions where I guess it's become a political issue, and I don't really want to get into that aspect of it, but so many other organizations operate remotely through different types of uh, collaboration applications. Should Congress have to meet in person? What's the thinking on that? And is there some kind of a hybrid approach that would satisfy everybody, Representative Kilmer? Well, I think you're starting to see that. Um, you know, so our committee, uh, the Select Committee on the Modernization of Congress, even in the midst of this pandemic, has had four virtual sessions. We've brought in expert speakers to do things like discuss best practices for virtual work and to talk about how district offices and the legislative branch can improve their continuity procedures to protect against the next crisis. And We've discussed how Congress can continue to build its technology capacity, uh, which is obviously, to, to Tom Graves' point, pretty germane right now. And then uh, we, we just this last week had a discussion related to staffing um, and how Congress as an institution can recruit, retain, and have a more diverse staff. And those conversations have been great dialogues uh, in the midst of social distancing and some of the limitations by Congress, they have had to happen uh, virtually. Uh, I think you're seeing when Congress is back in session, either that hybrid approach or, you know, a committee like ours might meet in a larger room that we might otherwise meet in. But, you know, there's certainly an openness uh, to continuing discussion. I think the most important thing is the work of Congress needs to continue. And if it needs to continue using new technologies, that's the way it'll happen. If it needs to, if it can happen in person in a safe way, it'll happen in person in a safe way. But the work needs to happen, particularly on a committee like ours, where we have an expiration date. Uh, we, we've got to get in a final set of recommendations before the year is out. And, and so our, our work can't wait. And Representative Graves, would you say perhaps Congress could meet in person to have that quorum, but maybe the, I don't know, the Washington... Hilton Ballroom, which can seat a couple of thousand crowded, 435 could probably do pretty far apart. <laughs> yeah, probably so. I, I think we've demonstrated we can meet uh, meet a quorum, and uh, and I would probably characterize this as sort of unique. It, it's almost like going through the various stages of grief in the beginning. There was a lot of denial, you know, or resistance that we've slowly moved to uh, uh, an understanding and an acceptance of the way we can do things in a different way and, and still arrive at similar outcomes and be more efficient about it. 
But one of the early challenges probably was that the fact that the Senate was in session and has been quite a bit and the House is not, and that created this uh, unusual angst. And, and, and just to be honest, I think members just felt a desire to be there, to work, to represent, to try to fix a problem that is just a huge challenge for our country. So you have all these different uh, pushing and pulling uh, occurring that creates this tension that I think, as the chairman's reference, has started to squeeze out some new concepts and new ideas uh, at the way that we can begin working together in an efficient capacity, but with not the ultimate goal to replace personal relationships or or personal uh, engagement and, and, and conversation, um, but to provide a bridge to that over time. So uh, it, it's been a, a just really an interesting phase to watch, but I think in the end it'll produce uh, a, a better, more efficient Congress that, uh, in, in, in our hope as a committee, will better serve the American people. Now the federal agencies are starting to open again their business, their buildings, that is, the executive branch agencies, and it seems to be something they're kind of doing on their own and without a lot of coordination necessarily from one agency to the other, and each according to what it sees as its best schedule and practices. Do you sense that Congress is going to maybe step in a little bit more than what we've heard so far and try to get some order imposed on this whole gigantic issue, which does vary a lot from state to state? Representative Kilmer? Well, certainly the discussion in Congress is about um, opening and opening safely. That uh, applies both with regard to the actions of the executive branch, but also with regard to how Congress does its business. So, again, you're seeing virtual uh, committee action happen, uh, you know, I think with a lot of consultation uh, with public health professionals looking at having Congress uh, get back. And listen, uh, reopen may just look different, right? Right now, and certainly until there's a vaccine, I think it's unlikely you're going to see 435 members of Congress and a whole bunch of staff packed in together on the House floor. You know, the new normal may be the staggered voting that you've seen, uh, people wearing masks, people uh, hand sanitizing. And listen, there are other things that have come up in our discussions as a committee about what continuity looks like. So, you know, for example, uh, a lot of members, myself included, do a lot of town halls. Well, you know, you can't really do that right now and and get your constituents all packed into a place together. So you've seen a lot of members moving to telephone town halls. And one of the things that came up in one of our committee's virtual discussions is, should the House be bulk purchasing those teletown hall subscriptions so that we can get a better deal and do a better job of communicating with our constituents even during a time of emergency. You've seen the uh, executive branch um, implement some innovations during the pandemic where Congress could also take action. So, for example, the requirement for wet signatures Obviously, when members of Congress are dispersed all over the country, that that's pretty tough. And so looking at um, accelerating the use of digital signatures is something that uh, Congress so far has not really taken uh, advantage of and I think is something that uh, will require uh, a look and, and may likely see a recommendation from our committee. Yes, and uh, Representative Graves, that's an issue for some, not just members of Congress, but also for some of the agencies, 
such as Social Security. They have a couple of lawsuits right now because of their policy against wet signature, requiring wet signatures, rather, and some people that are disabled or blind added in with the COVID-19 threat feel like they need to get some kind of a digital capacity in place. So that's something, sounds like it's high on the agenda. Yes, I, I think you're right. I mean, every agency and probably every committee and, and both bodies in Congress are evaluating what are all the new technologies that are available to keep the process moving back to that continuity. And and when you have continuity planning and implementation, um, it generally is only temporary, but it could lead to long-term um, reforms or changes that make things better and more efficient as you as you move forward. What's what I have found really um, positive through this experience um, when you're looking for the positives is that I feel like as a member I've been more connected uh, than I had been in in the past, and that's through the use of technology, whether it's through the the conference calling or the video conferencing, uh, all the various groups, and whether it's in your district or or nationally or with your own caucus or with the administration or agency heads, you feel connected. I've, I've felt like I've been a lot more connected to information and access to information because I could be in more places uh, within a given day. In fact, I, I, last week, I believe I was in two different committee hearings at the same time, which is something we've grappled with uh, uh, in, in the past in, in person, but I was able to do it digitally. However, the, the one lack I've noticed is the ability to engage in bipartisan relationships or conversations through the use of same technology. So I think we as two parties and maybe even as two bodies have, have are using things to its fullest and are better access to better information, but it, we're in our own silos. When we begin bridging those silos or connecting them, I, I think then we will see some great advantages to the use of the technology. And I've got a practical question. I was trying to read the CARES Act and tried to read the an act that hasn't passed the Senate, the HEROES Act. These are really long. And I was hoping finally, maybe they'll have clickable and linked PDFs where in the table of contents, it'll take you to that section. But no, you guys are still with the big old PDFs that really take some fortitude to read. How are we coming on just better processes for the paper of Congress? Well, actually, one of our early recommendations was looking at um, uh, making information more available to the American people. Uh, we have a recommendation related to a system that would allow people to, to track legislation, to track amendments, to look at the impact of legislation on current law to see what's being changed. Because you know, not just for most Americans, heck, for most members of Congress, when you look at legislation, it can read like, you know, hieroglyphics. Uh, it, it can be really confusing. And, you know, part of the role of our committee is to have Congress not just function better, but for it to function better on behalf of the American people. So we have a recommendation in, in that regard. Uh, we've also have recommendations regarding sort of one-click access to agencies and programs that have expired and need congressional attention, uh, one-click access to see how members of Congress have voted, not just on the House floor, but also in a committee, um, making it easier to know who's lobbying Congress and what they're lobbying for. And so all of this is with an eye towards just 
uh, opening up and making more transparent the legislative process. And Representative Graves? The chairman outlined a lot of the great recommendations early that have um, have already been, you know, been through the House and, uh, and, are, and are moving through the process of, I guess, implementation. But you, you bring up a good point, and that is um, technology is there. We see it in the corporate world and, and uh, even in uh, the educational side with our educational institutions, the, the ability to connect and to uh, uh, find access to information very quickly. And, and this committee has worked towards that uh, in, a, in a great way. And hopefully, uh, I, I know given there have been some delays, but hopefully implementation will come in the near term. But, but I, I will say all of our work has really been for the next Congress. And I know that there's been a lot of focus on this committee and, and the work we've been doing and, and the expectation, I hope, that it like impacts right now. And um, But our plan and the agenda that the chairman has set out has been very uh, robust and bold, but it's all about moving forward in the future. What are the changes that can make uh, the, the House of Representatives work better for the American people? And so I think you'll, you'll You'll probably see most of those significant changes occur within the next Congress and beyond. Georgia Representative Tom Graves and Washington Representative Derek Kilmer, vice chair and chairman of the Select Committee on the Modernization of Congress. There's much more to the interview. We'll post it in its entirety at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Still to come on Federal News Network, Want to move up in the world? You can still get your application in, if you act right now, for the CXO Fellowship Program. But first, the Veterans Health Administration steps up to the special health concerns of women veterans during pandemic. It's The Federal Drive with Tom Temin here on Federal News Network. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you're sending money to. Second. Confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffel Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.